Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Nice and Sunny, the podcast. Some of you might think now, well, what else, Christine? Like, you do all the other stuff already. Do you have to jump onto that bandwagon as well? And the answer is yes. So, <laughs> for those of you that know me already, this is just another way to get in touch and see what I'm doing um, and listen to my babbling uh, and my stories. When it comes to video blogs, uh, Facebook, social media, Instagram, I'm everywhere and it's fine. I love it. I will quickly, for those of you that do not know who I am, I'll quickly give you um, uh, an overview of what I do, where I come from and all that. So my name is Christine Maschmann. I was born in Germany. I left in 2005 uh, with a backpack um, to, to travel around the world. It sort of worked for a bit and then I got sidetracked. Uh, I will tell you more about all of this in detail in this and in the following podcast. Um, but basically, at the moment, I am um, situated in Dublin, Ireland. And um, currently, though, for just a couple of weeks, I am in the Isle of Man, um, a tiny little island between England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland, right bang on in the middle. It's an interesting little place. I, uh, I actually lived here for six years before and now I'm just here for a month uh, before my travels continue. Uh, I am a nomad, basically. Um, I do not have a fixed place where I'm staying. I am in Ireland, so that's where my base is, because unfortunately you need a base somewhere. Um, so that's my base. Um, but otherwise, uh, otherwise I am... Um, staying in different places um, all the time, uh, traveling a lot for work and personal uh, purposes. So that's why I can actually have this nomad life. But in order to actually live it in this way, you have to make sure you don't own too many things. So I'm also a minimalist. So hence why I thought the first episode of my podcast should be about this life. The minimalist lifestyle because um, this is something I can actually talk about because I have done this now for the second time in my life that reduced my belongings to um, an absolute minimum I have to admit this second time around I'm not 100% there yet um, I have three bags of stuff uh, so it's not the absolute minimum I'm still working on it <laughs> um, but like the very first time I did it in 2005 when I left Germany with a backpack everything I owned was in that backpack um, I don't think I want to go back all the way to that this time around, but um, as close as possible, really. So I thought it would be a good topic to start with and tell you guys um, how you can do this too if you want to, if you choose to. Um, because quite often I actually do get um, the questions, how can you do this? This is so difficult. How can you get rid of all your stuff? Um, how do you decide what to get rid of? And all these kind of questions. So I will actually uh, put it on, on social media uh, and put this question if, if somebody had any uh, questions or stories or something about um, this topic so that I can answer them here. And uh, two questions came in. I will actually read them before because I think I'm going to answer them anyway uh, in some way or another in, in this podcast. Um, but yeah, so before we start... Um, First of all, I was about to procrastinate once again with recording this, um, but then today when I woke up, uh, I found out that um, because it's the 30th of September I'm recording this, um, that today is actually International Podcast Day. So I decided I have to record it. Um, I, have, I, I don't know when I'll actually get it out and published and all that stuff because this is something I still need to figure out, but I decided to make the recording today 
on International Podcast Day, Podcast Day, I think this is a, a sign, right? So I have to do this. And by the way, I'm hoping that at later stages of this, um, not during this podcast today, this is going to be a solo one, um, but in the future that I will have guests, obviously, that um, hopefully have something interesting to contribute, um, not necessarily to the minimalist topic, but any other topic, right? Um, and I throw out there very quickly that there is a big trip coming up for me, a big travel. Um, I'm actually going to work part-time for three months while traveling once around the globe. Um, again, I will tell you more about that um, at a later point. This, this journey starts uh, end of December um, and it will take, take me literally once around the world. So I bought a round-the-world ticket and it's a dream come true because that's what I wanted to do and 2005 when I left Germany and I just somehow couldn't couldn't get it done. I basically made it to England, then to Ireland, and then I was stuck in the Isle of Man for six years. And uh, now I feel like I really have to get back on track and, and get around the world at least once um, before life just goes on. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm turning 40 in March. Um, that's actually my... Um, my big grand finale to the to the end of this this round the world trip. I'm going to be in Vegas celebrating my 40th birthday. But there's so much to tell about this thing <laughs> that um, I will push it to some other podcast in the future. There's still a couple of months to go before before I go on that journey. So this one I want to focus on the minimalist lifestyle. And as I said already, you know what qualifies me to to talk about this is because I've done it once all the way, and now I'm almost there to have it have it done a second time. Um, just quickly wrap, um, give a little bit of background there as well. As I said, when I left Germany, I, I had a backpack. I had sold things on eBay. I've given things away to friends. Uh, I put things in like the local um, ads. I don't know how you call that. Classified ads, you know. Um, and whatever was left in the end when I had my leaving party, um, I did a raffle um, where everybody could buy a ticket for one euro, and um, so I could get rid of all the all the things that were left that I couldn't get rid of, um, and it actually made me three hundred euros, which was a lot of money, and very valuable when you go um, on on a big trip, um, what I thought would be around the world, right? Uh, and then the second time, uh, well, so so basically things then just somehow went wrong. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to say it went wrong because. Life is just what it is, right? It goes in all kinds of directions. It didn't go wrong in that sense. It just, I was sidetracked, let's say. So when I actually then um, got this job in the Isle of Man in order to get this here, um, I went back to Germany for two years. And in Germany, it's very uncommon that you have furnished apartments. Um, so I had to buy furniture to furnish my apartment. And I had a job um, as a PR marketing manager so I had a lot of public-facing roles um, and also working in casinos with a lot of officials having to do with people in suits. <laughs> so I had to dress better. Um, and that's obviously, it is a big topic, especially for women. Um, if you make a decision like that and if you only have a few things, it doesn't, it's not very easy to dress well um, and make a professional impression. So that is a problem and it was a problem back then. So I did buy a lot of new clothes in order to fit my new role. Um, so I started buying all these things, like clothes, furniture, and all the stuff that you need uh, to live, let's say, a normal life, um, or a standard life, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was obviously tough. It was actually something um, that caused quite a um, nervous breakdown for me, because suddenly I looked around as I bought all this stuff and had the feeling of it weighing me back down. 
So I sat there and felt I can't move anymore now. It was really a moment of panic. Because um, when I had the backpack, it was the most deliberating feeling in the world, knowing everything I own is with me right now, on, like literally on my body. It's right here. And if I want to go anywhere, I can just go. You know, there's nothing, I don't have to think about packing stuff, moving stuff. I can just go. And knowing that was super valuable and it made me honestly very, very happy. It was probably one of the happiest times of my life. You know, I didn't earn much at the time, so that was obviously a bit of a damper <laughs> to the situation. But knowing I'm, I was free was the best. Um, and then suddenly having the situation that I bought all this stuff again, weighing me down and basically losing my freedom um, caused quite some panic. But what back then helped me over it was that I then actually got that job and could come to the Isle of Man. So I was working very hard to get here. So I got here. And then the problem was that I continued buying things um, because there wasn't much else to do. I started just buying stuff. So I bought more and more clothes, more and more stuff for the apartment. And again, the same thing happened. At some point, I just looked and I was like, what have I done? Um, I even had a car and a bike and all these things. And I was like, what, what, what have I done? This was never the plan. Um, so I had to make a decision. And what I did then here in the Isle of Man, so that was 2000. Uh, so I moved here in 2010 and I left in 2016. Um, so I had I did the same thing. I started getting rid of everything. I had a big party uh, where people could, through a game, a poker game, actually could win all, all the rest of the stuff that I had left. Um, and in the end... All the and I donated bags and bags of clothes. I don't, I don't even know how I could get that much stuff together. I donated all that stuff, and then I had this party, got rid of all the stuff. Again, made about um, three hundred pounds and like a hundred something pounds for charity as well. Um, and then put everything that was left into my car, moved over to Ireland, um, brought the car back to the Isle of Man, sold it here, went back to Ireland, and since then I'm just working on reducing, reducing, reducing. So it's like about two years that I'm reducing my stuff even more and it's about one year now that I'm a nomad without a fixed place where I live. Um, yeah, so a bit, bit longer background but this is probably explaining a bit why I feel like I can talk about the topic minimal life uh, or minimal lifestyle um, because I've, I've done this now um, for the second time and I'm on a good track to be really, really light um, the second time around. So what I have at the moment is one massive suitcase with most of the stuff in it. Then I have a backpack in preparation for my big journey around the world in December. And then I have a little um, hand luggage bag, um, little suitcase basically. And that's it. So all the stuff fits into that. Um, while I'm here in the Isle of Man, before I continue moving back to Ireland, basically, um, I want to try and reduce it to two bags. I want to get rid of the, the little handbag-sized uh, luggage and only leave, basically, with the big suitcase and my backpack. So that's the goal while I'm staying here. Um, but it is getting difficult now, and this is a bit what I'm going to get into. Um, there is going to be a point when it's getting tougher. <laughs> um, it's getting tough to get rid of things. Um, so I understand that a lot of people start with this process, feel this same kind of resistance to getting rid of stuff um, right in the beginning. Um, and you have to break through that and uh, try and reason with yourself in a way. 
Um, so it is quite an interesting process, um, and I, I will try and talk you through a little bit of some do's and don'ts and give you some advice and how, how you could do it if you want to do it too, if you choose to do it as well. Um, so because the thing is, obviously, it, it completely um, belongs, uh, completely depends on your personal situation, right? So let's say if, if you... If you're a couple and you you have you have a chill you have children or you're just getting a, having a baby or something, you obviously need more stuff, right? There's just no way around it. You you will need more space and you will need more stuff, right? Question is, is this a situation where you have an opportunity maybe not to move into a bigger place, but maybe just get rid of stuff and make space that way for whatever is coming? If it's you know if it's a child, let's say it's a child, you need another room, you need more more stuff, more space. Um, really logically think about it does it actually really mean you have to move out of the apartment and into a house or can you just simply make space you know and making space is then the task of trying to um, declutter and really get rid of things and really be logical about it and so it completely depends on your personal situation um, like when when I wanted to leave Germany and travel the world uh, I wanted to be mobile I wanted to be flexible so everything I owned had to fit into that backpack right so I created a need to fit everything into that backpack, and so I did. I just managed to get rid of everything into the smallest detail so that it does fit into this this backpack. Um, and right now, as I said, I have to get to a space where I have one bag that I want to store somewhere that includes, you know, the winter clothes or the summer clothes, depending on when I want to store it uh, and whatever else I need to put in there. Um, but that's it. You know, everything else that I need on a day-to-day day basis should be with me then in a backpack that is what I'm trying to aim for but that is my personal situation right so not everybody is like that so let's uh, before we dig in uh, the two questions that I got um, one was on Facebook from Clara um, and she she said how did you downsize um, to that little stuff I'm getting rid of stuff now it's so hard um, and I actually do know that uh, Clara just um, moved into a van. I think that's how I understood it from Facebook, which is amazing. Um, it's the dream, basically. Um, but considering that, just although this is not part of the question, considering that everything you own has to fit in a van, that is a lot of space. A van has a lot of space. So it really should not be a problem reducing whatever one person owns into the space of a van. Even two people could comfortably live in a van and have everything that they need. Um, it all depends on how you organize it, right? So I'll get a bit more into detail about that um, later, but it really is coming down to just rationalizing every single decision. Um, I mean, it sounds easy, <laughs> just just rationalize everything, but yeah, it is, it is coming down to that, basically. And one more question came in on Twitter from um, Donna Morton, um, saying, how do you choose what to take and what to wear as the climates differ immensely and weather can change in a heartbeat. Um, so I'm not 100% sure if this is directly um, about my, my world travel coming up um, or if it's just in general. Um, and I know, I'm not sure where Donna lives, but living on obviously the, the British Isles, let's say, yes, weather changes so fast, you like, constantly need everything. So as always, the answer is probably layers. Um, just have enough stuff on you that you can just change. But as I said, um, in, in, in the end, think about what you actually need. You know, it's like, I will keep one winter jacket and some winter boots and they are stored. 
right? So when I come back from my travels, which is mainly going to be warm climate, it will be there. So it's one bag. So it's not actually a big decision to say um, how many winter clothes you actually need, right? So it's just, yeah, just think about it. Like, how much do you actually need? Um, so for example, I can actually give you a quick example there. I had uh, I, I made the mistake and bought a second winter coat um, and I bought one that is a bit nicer than the one that I'm using, which is just mainly practical. Um, so I bought this nicer coat and wore it, I think, once or twice and realized it's not fully waterproof. And living, again, I live in Ireland, so if it rains, you get wet, right? So if it's not fully waterproof, the thing doesn't make sense. So I stopped wearing it and went back to my practical one. And now I have this expensive, it was 120 euros, an expensive, um, nicer winter coat, and I'm not actually using it. Um, so what do I do? What do you do? You know, so do you, do you feel like, okay, you have to hang on to it because you paid all this money for it now. So you will keep it, although you're not wearing it. Um, that doesn't make sense, right? So if you apply a bit of rational thinking there, um, you say, okay, I made a mistake. Um, I made an investment into something that I don't actually need. Um, so I should now try and maybe reduce the losses and get some money back for it or donate it. You know, so it's a bit of the thinking. Um, again, it dep- this also depends, obviously, on your on your financial situation, all that. But just consider, give it give it a bit of um, a comparison. Like, so for for myself personally, I often compare it with when I play poker. Like, if I play a poker tournament and it costs a hundred euros, um, that's money that I, I usually consider gone. You know, because I'm not a professional poker player, I like to play for fun. And if I put 100 euros down, I consider it gone. If I then win, fine. You know, if not, fine. I had fun, right? So now the thing is, having like, comparing like this coat with a poker tournament, I go like, I'm so easily normally in my life spending 100 euros on a poker tournament. Why am I making such a big deal about this jacket now, this coat? You know, it was also 100 euros. So just consider it gone (laughs) and this is this is like again this is something you have to work on your own um um appreciation of things and owning things and so on and this is this obviously the difficult part of it but hopefully by the end of this podcast you have a bit more of an idea how you can get there so basically the decision now for me was i have to get rid of the code you know thinking about selling it um will show me okay i might get 20 euros for it if i'm lucky you know and then i think is it really worth that? Is it worth it for me, the time uh, that I invest to try and sell this for 20 euros? Or should I just go and donate and consider the 100 euro gone and at least I've done something for a good cause? So the decision is, I'm donating it. Um, and that's how you can ration with a rationalize ration with every single item that you have in front of you. Right? So is it something you, you, you really need? And then you go through the process of, okay, if you decide you do not actually need it, then you go through all the questions. Can I give it to a friend? Can I sell it? Can I donate it? Is it, is it crap and I could just throw it away? You know, um, Every single item goes through this process. But I'll give you a little bit of um, an idea of how you can um, get this, this started. And also, one thing, try and remember the, um, that you are pretty much stuck in this rat race right so society tells you to uh, to do things to expand to get bigger better more um 
but is it really that? Is it that that you want? You know, so this is, again, something that I constantly ask myself. I mean, I'm still like a, a punk girl at heart. I was a, I was a little punk girl once. Um, and it's like, I do not feel like that. I don't have this, this urge of having bigger, better, more. It doesn't exist in my, in my system. Um, but it, I, again, I understand completely how it's difficult for people to, to create this kind of thinking because it's just how we're raised, right? It's just how society molds us saying you have to finish school, you have to get your education, you have to get a job, you have to get more money, you have to get more money, you have to get more money, um, you have to find a partner, you have to build a house, you have to have children, you have to have a bigger house, you have to get more money. You know, so it's 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 a constant race to add and add and add and add. Um, if you manage mentally um, to break out of that, that is the biggest step that you can do to achieve happiness, basically. <laughs> I mean, this, this, was, this was some good advice, I think. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure how, um, how easy it is for people to get there. Um, I am actually trying to figure out right now what this app was called that I used to create a, a habit. But there are a few different ones. So, okay, so one thing, how, how you can just get this started, um, your... Um, your minimalist lifestyle if you want to get there or just simply to tidy up and declutter as much as you can uh, is to just start you know get started you know there's this mountain of stuff in front of you um just pick up this, the first thing and 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 go through the process and and uh, try and think about if you actually need it so it's all about just starting and um, we talked about creating a need so that's obviously important um if you don't have the need to declutter it might simply be just tidying up, you know, just move things, get some nice organizer boxes and put things uh, neatly into boxes. That's already a good start as well. And then maybe while you do that, you already find um, that you want to get rid of a few things, right? Um, so that can happen. Um, but if you actually do want to properly um, declutter and um, minim minimalize your life, um, then I suggest you basically do a physical defragmentation. So... <laughs> this is again one of these things um, I am not sure how many of you remember the days when you had to defragment your computer uh, once in a while because it got just messed up with fragments of data um, and the computer then took some time to organize all these fragments into nice neat little packages um, this doesn't exist anymore I think today but it existed like in the late 90s I think um, so I think this is quite a nice analogy um, analogy analogy um and anyway um how how you can tidy up what you got you know so take all these different fragments so let's say you're in the bathroom um and you see a couple of like toothpaste um packs and then you have like your storage room and there's a couple of toothpaste packs um one thing is to take everything that's the same and put it into one area so that way you have everything in uh, a bit more concise together. You have a better understanding of how much you have from it, of it, um, and how much space you need to um, create for it. This is, by the way, one of these things, the, the, um, the trap that I 
trapped into as well, stepped into as well, was, for example, if you live in the British uh, environment and you have all these three-for-two offers or two-for-one offers, um, you start buying more than you actually need. Uh, obviously, you save a little bit of money in the long run, but you will have more stuff that takes up more space. So, again, this is a, a conscious decision when you go into the to, to um, the pharmacy or any supermarket and you see these offers, really think about, did you come to just get one of these items or did you really come to get three of these items or two of these items, right? Um, it's It's a bit of a trap and it's important to consider for yourself, are these 20 cents that you're saving on that really worth giving up more space um, in your place. Again, it's easier if you have a backpack because then the question gets easier to answer. You're going to like, oh, I just do not have the space for three of these items. So I can only get one. It doesn't matter if it costs me 20 cents more, right? Um, totally depends on your situation. Um, but I would suggest that you have a look at what defragmenting um, meant um, for the computer and think about it and just use all the different fragments of items that you have and move them into the same space uh, that way you will already see um, yeah it, w it will be visualized how um, you can organize some of the stuff into one space um, and then have it all a bit more orderly and while you do that you might already find you can throw some stuff away but that can be very well the second step um, another way of of getting started is um, getting an app so I had an app, and unfortunately, I do not remember what it was called. It was a, ha a, a, a an app to create habits. And I know there's a lot of them out there. Um, it, you can just do it yourself as well with just setting some reminders. But it really helped me uh, in this phase when I was in Ireland trying to get, get rid of some things um, to get this this process back uh, back moving, you know, to get rid of things. So what this, this habit-creating app basically did is um, every single day, it told you, okay, 10 minutes, um, go and declutter the bathroom. Then the next day it was 10 minutes, go and declutter the living room, and so on and so forth. So it moved you through all the rooms that you have. Obviously, you can add and, and uh, remove some of the, the rooms if you don't have them. Um, but this helped because it, it just gets into little chunks of work, right? It's just like, just to spend 10 minutes on it um, and try in these 10 minutes really to at least throw one item away. You know, um, if you don't want to get an app, uh, you can just simply um, put reminders in your phone and just go, okay, Mondays, 10 minutes bathroom, Tuesdays, 10 minutes living room, and so on and so forth. And then just have a reminder so that when you come back from work, or even do it before work, because that's a nice uh, little win for the morning. It's a good morning r routine to have and tidy up in the morning. Um, Try to spend just 10 minutes and get rid of some stuff from each room. So it's really a nice way of trying to build a, a cycle that you stick to. And every single time, and, and I promise you, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. The next time you go and have your 10 minutes in the bathroom, you will find another item that you can get rid of. Even though last week you decided not to throw it away. You might have thought about it for a week and then decided actually, oh, I actually do not need it so I can get rid of it. Right. So having this kind of cycle that gives you a specific time per day, um, per room, is really, really helpful. So that's, that's my, my, I think this is my, the main advice I want to give you. If you haven't started a process like this, this definitely helps to get started. Okay, so the next advice is a little more counterintuitive because in order to organize things, you have to have them tidy in a way. So a lot of people throw a lot of items into one um, drawer, for example, 
because they don't know where else to put it. Right? There are everybody has these random drawers with a bunch of stuff in it that doesn't make sense and it shouldn't be in the one place. But then you take one item out and you have no clue where else to put it because that's the drawer for the random stuff, right? So having these like random drawers um, doesn't help anybody. I mean, you can always go if you're looking for something. Oh, it's probably in the random drawer, right? And you go over there and start digging, and you probably find it. You might not, um, but think about everything that you own as taking up space in your brain. Um, and I should have mentioned that earlier, but it's, it's, it's just now, it's, it's really every single thing, every single item that you own and that you possess um, takes up space, not just in your place of living, but also in your brain. Um, imagine, like, think about like, the, how many remote controls do you have at home? Right? You probably say like three, four, I don't know. Um, and you think about the one that's not working because you don't have batteries. And it's something on your to-do list to buy batteries for that remote control. Um, but you have decided to do a workaround or maybe you have a multi, um, multi-functional remote control. And this one is actually not even necessary anymore. But you don't want to throw it away because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's still working. You just need to buy batteries for it. So I know that it sounds a bit strange. But this information is all stored in your head constantly. Um, it's not like in the front of your head, but because then you just would go and buy the batteries, right? But it's still there. It's still in your head. And you're still having some efforts of your brain focused on this damn remote control without the batteries. Um, so if you remove that from your life, that space in your brain is actually going to be freed up as well for something else. I have a quick example there. Um, when I started doing the, the big decluttering when I was in Ireland again the second time around, um, I had like a big chunk of stuff that I got rid of. I just brought it to like donation uh, to charity shops and so on and brought all the stuff away, came back home and all of a sudden I felt the urge to call my brother and just ask him how he was. And that doesn't happen very often to me <laughs> normally, but it was a very, very strange uh, occurrence and I actually watched myself behaving like this because it just meant I made space. You know, I made space in my head for something else that that didn't have space to occupy before. So try it out and you might find suddenly you feel the need of taking a course or learning a new skill or something like because your brain actually frees up space. It's crazy. It's true. And so now think back to this random drawer with all these little items, all these little things, and every single little rubber band that's in there, the, 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 the safety pins, all this stuff takes up brain, um, space in your brain. Um, so the first thing you should do, which is, again, counterintuitive, get organizer boxes. Um, and again, it depends a bit on what kind of stuff you're trying to declutter. Um, it might be IKEA is really good for that. If you go to IKEA and just buy some organizer boxes, and uh, if you have clothes and you get some of these uh, cubes that you normally use for traveling, um, try and organize things into logical boxes. Um, so first thing, really just sorting things. That's already a good start because it takes all this mess that you see in that random drawer is basically in your brain, and once you order it. You suddenly know, oh, actually, I do know that I have five rubber bands. Um, and it's a bit more of a clear uh, information that is stored in your brain. Again, it sounds a bit crazy, but think back to the defragmentation. Like having all these fragments everywhere and then putting them back into orderly little spaces is already a massive start. 
And then while you do that, you probably find a lot of things that you can actually throw away, actually can get rid of, maybe give to your neighbor, maybe give to a charity shop, you know, so that might already be the first step. Um, and if that's too difficult to just get started on that random draw, and I know this is like, this is like a, like a horror for a lot of people to start working on something like that, go to this 10 minutes a day thing. If you only spend 10 minutes a day per week on that thing, it's fine. You know, at least you're making pro progress. You know, and if, if you at some point feel like 10 minutes is not enough, just make it 15, make it 20 minutes. Fine. You know, it's, it's completely up to you. But creating this habit of every day getting rid of some stuff is very important. So then you have these empty boxes for organizing stuff. Um, the next thing you need is big boxes for getting rid of stuff. And again, it sounds Again, counterintuitive, but think about it. You take something out of uh, um, uh, like some kind of cupboard, an item that is in that cupboard or in this random drawer because you don't know where else to do it, and you know now you want to get rid of it, but you don't want to throw it away. That's easy, right? You just put it in the bin. But what if you want to put, uh, give it to a charity shop? So you need to put that somewhere. And the, the logical thing, what most people then do, or the illogical thing, better say, uh, they put it back in the drawer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give that to charity at some point. And you put it back in the drawer. So find a space in your place where you can have at three big boxes. Um, it can be only two, but try and make it three big boxes um, that are visible to you at all times. Um, and they have enough space. And then every day you do these 10 minutes and you find items that you want to A, sell or donate or gift you know, to friends or to throw away, you put them into these boxes. So you have one box for things to sell, one box for things to donate or gift, and one box for the stuff to throw away. And then once a week, you just take those boxes and actually do what it says on them. <laughs> if one says sell, you go sell them. If one says throw away, you go throw away. And so every week you should make some progress. So, okay, I think... I think this is a good start. Um, I'm really looking forward. I'm hoping that I get some questions that um, in, in, in one of the next podcasts we can go more into detail because I know I'm just bombarding you with a lot of thoughts here and a lot of actions as well. Um, but I think this is a great start. So A, um, create a need for actually um, reducing your belongings um, and then do the 10 minutes a day and have these boxes ready that you can actually put the stuff somewhere. Okay. Um, then just some some random thoughts. This is some one that that doesn't really um, apply to a lot of people. But for example, a solution for me um, when it comes to clothes, because that was one question as well. What kind of clothes do you uh, do you keep and all that? I mainly wear black clothes, so it makes things super easy. Um, I have less options um, and so less decisions, um, and it makes things easier. You know, if you have too many options. Too many decisions, it's the whole paradox of choice thing. You freeze, you can't really do anything. So keep your choices simple and straightforward. So in my case, I have black clothes. Um, and for example, I have um, a couple of necklaces and different colored leggings that I wear with my black dresses. So every time I combine a black dress with leggings in a different color or um, a necklace, suddenly it looks like I have a different outfit on, although it's the same dress I'm wearing every week, you know. I'm not, I'm not wearing the same dress every day. It's just like I have, I've basically about um, 14, 20 dresses that I rotate. And that's, again, this is actually still too many. But this is roughly what I do. I have like these dresses and I rotate them with leggings, different colors. And so that gives me a couple of um, options to 
yeah, look like I'm, I'm having different outfits on. Um, again, the whole black clothes thing isn't probably for everybody, but it's just a way for me um, how to do it. It's not. It wasn't a conscious decision either. It's something I started when when I was a teenager. I started wearing black clothes, and it just developed into that. But yeah, keep in mind the um, analysis paralysis, which is the word when you, when the paradox of choice. Um, knocks on the door because you have too many things too many decisions to make and then you just freeze and in the end you don't do anything so it's this whole thing you look into your wardrobe and go you see all the clothes that are hanging there and you think i don't have anything to wear and then you just rather go buy something new because you just can't make a decision right um it is it is super interesting so it's another thing where i would like to ask you um read up on it um the book paradox of choice is amazing for this as well um it is really something, if you understand the, the underlying psychological processes, it will help you then actually action some of these things. Um, another idea here is um, half-empty bottles and tubes of stuff that you have in the bathroom or the storage room. Um, a lot of people, and again, like I, I've been there, <laughs> you have all these bottles and you think, no, but I paid money for it. Um, I'm not using it, but I paid money for it and it's there, right? Um, think about what it actually means. It's like, did you pay three euros or three dollars or something for this bottle of shampoo? Um, and you know it makes your skin itch, but you don't want to throw it away because you, you spent three euros on it. You know, it's not logical, right? And once you realize that and go like, just throw it away, you know, just take it and toss it away. It sounds wasteful and I know it is um, but this is just the first step the next step will be just not to buy these things right but again you don't have to necessarily throw it away um, you can put it in the box for um, gifting it so if you for example have a sister or a brother or I don't know who would like to have this shampoo just give it to them say listen I only used it once or twice here here you go you know you can't give this to a charity shop obviously and you can't sell it so there you go that's a, that's the other option and if then you're your family member says or your friend says, no, I don't really want this, then just throw it away. You know, The next step then, and this is where I'm going to, before I'm getting into trouble, when people telling me throw stuff away, obviously recycle it. <laughs> like Maybe write on the box, throw away slash recycle. Um, I'm actually big on recycling, so I just didn't mention it at this point. Anyway, next step is not to buy more stuff. Right. So the easiest way to actually reduce your stuff is not to buy more. Um, and again, this is this, these are these constant decisions that you have to make and really questioning your actions more um so as i said with the empty bottles for example having this shampoo that you know that your skin doesn't really like buy new stuff buy better stuff buy the stuff that you know works or you know get it get a taster a test a test product somewhere and actually test it with your skin and then buy that product um don't keep them for whatever reason because someday you might need it again, buy it when you actually need it. Um, and then when you need something and you go and buy something, buy quality. That's like the next thing. So for example, I have a personal example there as well. Um, back in the days when I had just the backpack, um, for example, I had one pair of jeans. I bought good Levi's jeans. Um, but as soon as they were, you know, what happens, like they rub through between the legs when you're not a skinny person. <laughs> um, so suddenly there were holes between the legs. And then, um, I was like, okay, I went to, to, um, I went to a tailor and I just had it, uh, had it fixed up. 
Um, and that held another couple months, but then I just had to make a decision and get rid of it. Um, and I obviously went to the Levi store, left the old ones there, got new ones right away, put them on and left the store again. And I did exactly the same with boots. I had like really good leather boots from uh, Marks and Spencers. Um, and once after a year, because I was wearing it almost every single day, when the soles were literally run through, my, my toes were sticking out at the bottom, um, I just went back to Marks and Spencers, asked them if they had the same model. They did. So I bought those, left the old ones there and left the store with those. I know this sounds super extreme and it was uh, extreme, but it felt so good. You know, it felt absolutely amazing to just go in, exchange it for, because you know the product was good, it was quality, just get the same one again and leave. No decision made. Um, and and this is something I did now, um, because, for example, because I, said, like, I, I only wear dresses and have leggings underneath. So the leggings that I bought, there was a few in the, in the past months that were bad quality. So they either ripped uh, quite easily or they didn't fit very well. And I got really annoyed about that and, and I bought new ones. And again, it was bad quality because I, I just saved on that product. And it was not a good idea to do that. And then at some point, I just went to Lululemon and actually bought proper 100 euro leggings. And it's one pair. And this is what I'm basically wearing most of the days. Um, it's it's something obviously it has to be washed off like don't <laughs> like all the stuff that i'm telling you like just having that a lot of things that is the other thing you have to wash them more often obviously because you're wearing them more often and that puts wear on them that's why you want to have better quality right and then you don't have to buy more things and you can focus on a few good quality items um that you live with right i hope that all made sense and doesn't make me sound like a hobo but um <laughs> this this is basically the next step you, you reduce most of the things that you have and then every time you need to buy something new make sure it makes sense that you really really need it right now and that it's quality and it will last a while that you don't have to get rid of it too soon again okay and then the next thing is christmas birthday presents you know just just make your your family and friends aware that you are you are decluttering, you're minimalizing, you're trying to make your life easier and more light, um, and you do not want any stuff. And this is normally the problem with birthdays and, and Christmas and so on. You do get stuff, right? Um, people say, oh, but this is so pretty. I wanted you to have that. And it's, it's nice. You know, it's nice. Thank you. But I don't want it, you know. So I'm, again, at the, at the point my mom and dad understood it more or less, what I'm doing. So I always ask them right away, vouchers, you know, if it's not money that you want to send because it's a bit too unpersonal, then vouchers, you know, like, for example, I, I live in Ireland, so Ryanair vouchers, so I can fly and travel more. So in that case, that makes sense. Or if you know, if, if, you're, if you have a certain uh, cinema that you like to go to or um, a certain restaurant, ask your friends to send you vouchers for that you know, as a present. It's something that makes sense, that won't declutter because it's experiences um, and it's, uh, it, it enhances your life more than it takes something away um, by taking space away, right? So it is a process because a lot of people don't understand it and they still give you something and go, yeah, but it's only small. It's like, yeah, I still don't want it, you know? So it happen that happens to me as well. People go, oh, but look, it's only a small thing. Like, yeah, we'll give it away, you know, sorry. Like, I, I will not keep it. And it probably will hurt some people, but you just have to be very clear about it. Just please do not give me any material presents. Um, right. 
So this is basically all the stuff I wanted to tell you. Um, and I was thinking of maybe at some later episode talk about digital declutter because I'm doing that at the moment as well, meaning tidying up all the files that you got, all the photos, all the videos that you have on your computer, uh, emails, saved emails, uh, address books. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a logical transition because, for example, paperwork, uh, once you go through your actual physical declutter, you will have a lot of paperwork that you just keep pushing around, shoving around, putting it in different boxes into different drawers um, there are very simple ways of digitizing a lot of that and just have it in a digital way but then obviously make sure that your digital life is in the same way um, minimalized and decluttered as well so if you're interested in that and please let me know um, I can make this a, a topic of one of the future podcasts um, so if you want to get in touch I am working on my website right now it's not finished yet so um, you can't really send me anything there, but you can get in touch with me um, just via email. Make it niceandsunny at gmail.com. You do have my Instagram account, which is Christian Mashman. It's not the nice and sunny one. Uh, I'm not really checking that anymore, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, I, will, I will work on that as well. I have to tidy up this. See? Now I have to make an episode about social media um, declutter. <laughs> so anyway, um, Facebook, um, Christian Mashman. Um, you have me on, on uh, Twitter as Davina Dar, but if you type in Christine Mushman, you find me as well. And then Instagram, Christine Mushman. Just send me a message on either of those channels and um, I will make sure to um, include that into my future podcast. So A, I would like to know from you any kind of stories, experiences, questions, suggestions uh, about the minimalist lifestyle. Um, I'm hoping to be able to talk about this a little more. And if these things made sense that I just told you, please try it out and let me know how you got on. Um, and then let me know if you're interested in use, doing like a digital declutter episode um, in some point in the future. Um, it's still a bit of time until I go traveling again, but I'm really, really looking forward to telling you stories from from my travels around the world. Um, so in the meantime, I hope to give you some advice to maybe get there as well. The minimalist life, the nomad life, and then the travel life, <laughs> ultimately. So yes, I, I will just say thank you very much for listening. Uh, this was my very first podcast. I'm, I'd be very, very grateful if you give me some feedback on this. Um, and uh, hopefully you hear from me again in about one or two weeks with the next one. So thank you very much for listening. And I speak to you soon. Bye-bye.